0: Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Um, I go by Black Dante on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. Good to hear look, everybody. And my AKA for tonight will be Roland Martin is the feds and we must defund him um, and stop the Roland Martin industrial complex immediately. And I'm joined by... What's going on, y'all? This is Tall XO on your Twitter feed, aka Tall JPEG on your Instagram feed, aka uh, Miss Fem Fatigue, aka Miss Modern aka Vaccinated Shaudi, aka I ain't that shout. What you mean, Shouty? I'm six in, in flats, uh, aka Yeah. Um, I'm gonna sound exhausted today because um, this vaccine to put me on my ass, as it's known to do to people. I feel better today than I did yesterday. Um, But yeah, I'm going through it right now. So bear with me, please. Thanks. Indeed. Um, But thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for sticking with us. Um, Thank you for all the love and support that not only this show gets, but also the entire network. And speaking of the entire network, uh, you can catch this show as well as all our other wonderful shows. Mm. FlawlessNoisesMedia.com dot Go on there and read about how we got this non- wonderful variety of shows for everybody's perusal. We know we're giving you a lot. We're not saying you got to listen to everything, but we got something here for you. We got something else here for you too, in all likelihood. So, uh, pick through, check us out. You know, check out a few of the episodes of the shows. You know, stick around for what you can pass on with you know maybe somebody else in your friendship circle might want to listen to. And if you really love us, you can support us by becoming a patron, clicking that link. Uh, the $2 level, you know, just a little bit of love to help keep the lights on at the $5 level. You get some bonus content at the $10 level. You get everything. So check us out and support that way. You can also make a one-time donation via PayPal. Uh, help keep the lights on and the Wi-Fi active just so this wonderful network can continue to give you the shows that you deserve. So do us that favor and you to support us because we love you and we love giving you this content indeed and speaking of content let's get into the content for this show so um i wanted to share this because this is a um, this is relevant to me bianca and honestly anybody else this year because i feel like we're well, not this year because i feel like N- nintendo really got in their bag with the switch like I want to say from 2019 to especially last year, 2020, with quarantine and stuff, Nintendo made bank with the Switch. It seemed like everybody got one. Everybody played either Animal Crossing, Mario Kart, Among Us, something. If you somebody plays something on the damn Switch, and I feel like Nintendo made bank so much bank that these niggas are apparently coming out this year, um, reportedly, which surprised the fuck out of me, but this year, these niggas are coming out with a Switch Pro. Um, now, the rumored Switch Pro model will launch um, this year, later 2020, 2021. If I know Nintendo like I know Nintendo, probably in the holidays. Because um, usually they drop all their big shit in the holidays, usually. um. It'll feature a NVIDIA chip that supports DLSL, according to a report. The report comes from Bloomberg, who claims that the upgraded Switch model will use the new NVIDIA chip as a solution for displaying 4K images. This is 4K! How did they get you in 4K? I caught you killing that 4K. <laughs> Hilarious clip, Hila- right? Hilarious clip. Um, it would be useful for the chip will be useful for displaying 4K images while used in Doc TV mode. For those unfamiliar, DLSS stands for Deep Learning Super Sampling and was introduced through NVIDIA's RTX 20 series GPU GPUs. Elsewhere in a new report from Bloomberg, it's claimed that the new Nintendo Switch model is is targeted a release of holiday 2021. See, see exactly what I said. I ain't even before I even got deep in the article. I knew they was going to probably release this shit in the holidays because, of course, Nintendo was going to try to release this shit in the holidays. Um, Previously, rumors had the revised Switch model as releasing at some point this year. But Bloomberg has narrowed it down that that window is in the final few months of the year. Just earlier this year, a data mine on the new update for Switch furthered the rumors of a new model. The, The data mine information claimed that the new console revision was named was codenamed Alula, and the data miners themselves personally believe it was targeting 4K resolutions given new information they find in the, in the console's code. Uh, for those of you that don't know what data mining is, basically it's hacking um, code and finding hidden gems. Um, this is very um, common among, um, with video games and, you know, other other things. Usually in video games, it's used to, um, Datamined some stuff, uh, for example, um, uh, one of the Switches and Nintendo's popular games, um, Super Smash Brothers, um, when the first round of DLC content came out for Ultimate, people hacked in and datamined it to kind of get a feel for who the, the first five DLC characters were before they was even revealed. Now it wasn't 100% accurate, like people didn't know but based on the information and the code and they made pretty educated guesses. Uh, so that's basically what data mining is for people who might not uh, be familiar with it. Um, and honestly, a Switch Pro has been rumored for a long time. My only thing is, because as much as I love the Switch, it is, especially when you compare it to Microsoft, you know, uh, Sony, it is a, it's not the most powerful system. Like it's pr- it, pr- it has the potential to run close to um, those systems level of power, but it, it'll never match it. Um, like Breath of the Wild is probably one of the best examples of just how powerful the Switch can be, or something like, you know, the new uh, Monster Hunter Rise that's coming. Like graphically and power wise, it's it's not a, a, a weak system uh, on its own merits, but it just don't have the power as a next gen. Uh, with some with Sony and uh, Microsoft, but that's always been Nintendo. Like they've always been about, hey, we might not have the most powerful system uh, running the most powerful games, but we have the most fun games, and that's always been Nintendo, Nintendo's Mo. Now, with that said, the only thing with this Switch Pro, first of all, I don't even know if I'm gonna get it because one, money, and two, nigga, this is especially for Nintendo because like the how, the Switch been around. Since what? Which came out in 2017, I wanna say. 2017. So well 2017, 2021, hmm, four-year gap, that's not too short, but given that, that Nintendo, cause like Nintendo take a minute for they for they um for their new consoles. Like the only misstep I could probably say was the Wii U, which they should have <laughs> I like the Wii u except in name, <laughs> um because it was basically what was huh what was that all about? Wii u right, like the name was just terrible, but it basically was the switch before the switch, um, uh, it was like the prototype switch, um, but the name just was trash, like who the fuck the Wii u, what the fuck um but that. I, But I can't remember the exact time, but like it was a time from the 64 to the GameCube, the GameCube to the Wii, the Wii to Wii U. Well, actually, the Wii U came kind of quick, now that I'm thinking about it. Then from Wii U to Switch. So a four-year gap, it seems a bit soon. And it seems a bit soon for them to come out with a Switch Pro, only because the Switch is still doing so good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like the the switch has. It seems like it's never trended down. It's plateaued a couple times, yes, but like, especially with the popularity of like Among Us and you know Super Mario Maker getting the 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 re release, the the part two. Yeah. Like it seems like it it never stagnates and that it continues to do well. So I'm looking at this really as like, it's not even trying to be like a different generation, right? It's just, hey, like, do you want this to be even brighter, even louder, even more crisp? If so, yeah. we got the thing for you. Or, life. Mm-hmm. or if you had a switch and it's seen better days or you passing it on to a younger sibling or something, here's something that you, person who has stuck with this brand for four and a half years now, can get a much better experience out of at a price that wasn't too much higher than the one that you paid to originally get into the switch game. So I kind of see it. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, so I feel like the the gap between a PS2 and a PS3 was about five or six. And I think the PS3 to the PS4 was about five or six. I still have a PS3 and the PS5 is out now. So like, you know, when, when it comes to gaps and, releases and things especially for a handheld system it does seem a bit quicker than something that's like you know a, a, a um a, a mantle piece like or you know or or a living room fucking stable piece or something like that um where you surround yourself by the tv and you play it for hours at a time or whatever yeah but um yeah i can i can see it for you know those people who are just like I really want to upgrade my experience on this or I'm a really hardcore gamer and I want my streams to be a little bit sharper. So I can see the the benefit. I don't think the average person's going to just be like, yo, I'm going to pay this extra hundred uh, than what I paid originally for the system just to say I got it. Now, the thing with that is though, there is a rumor now, it's not confirmed, but it is a rumor that the Switch Pro basically is like... Like, it could be bo- one of two things. It could be what you and me are saying, just an enhanced Switch. But also, the rumor is that this Switch Pro is their next gen. Because the rumor is that the Breath of the Wild 2 joint that is probably... <sighs> listen, they keep pushing this shit back. That shit gonna be like Detox. But <laughs> um, it's the rumor that the Breath of the Wild 2 joint is not gonna be on Switch. It is going to be with the Switch. The, basically, the next gen Switch and it's gonna be a launch title. So if that's the case, if that is the case, and this is basically Nintendo is like, yeah, you thought the Switch was good, wait till you get the Switch Pro or next-gen Switch. If that is the case, then one, I don't understand them releasing it this year, Um, especially if it's going to be coupled with Breath of the Wild 2, which seems likely. Again, it's not concrete, but that does seem likely, if that's the case. And then Number two, if you're going to release it this year and it's your next generation Switch, what the fuck are people going to play on? It? Because when you think next gen, you think next gen games. Like, now, granted, you know, the next gen Xbox and PlayStation 2 I don't have no games on them right now, at least I don't think. Um, um, but the titles are coming. With the If you're going to introduce a new Switch this year, your next-gen Switch, we don't know shit. And niggas are still playing Switch titles. So, again, I don't... It's Nintendo. You never really fucking know what they're going to do to be found, but I don't... Until we get more concrete, and again, this is all rumors and speculation until we get, you know, more concrete information, maybe Nintendo do a goddamn another direct by summer or, you know, holiday season, give us more. But for right now, it just seems, it seems from a business standpoint, it seems murky. I guess that's the best way I can describe it. It seems murky from a business standpoint, because like you said, shit. Like I could see if like the switch was dying out, but shit, if anything, the switch is still gaining steam. Like it never lo- like you said, it never lost steam. It just kept going and going, and especially last year with the pandemic, shit. Like I opened up saying this, Nintendo made bukuhs of money with the switch because they, because hell, niggas was at home, <laughs> shit. Well, correction, niggas were supposed to be home, but. Point being, I don't know. But if they do get a Switch Pro, all I would hope is that Nintendo does the good, the smart, the right thing, and that if you already have a Switch and want to upgrade to a Switch Pro, you can do it at a discounted price or free. But it's oh. Nintendo, and I know they ain't gonna do that. But that I would hope be really. the most ideal. Um, I mean you never know, right? So right. But anyway, that's enough of us being nerds about games, which honestly we should do more often. Um, <laughs> Yeah, cause I like talking about games. Who's your favorite Smash Bros. character? Um, now that is a two-folded question. If if by my favorite you mean who do I love to play with the most, just for fun, yeah, who, yeah, who's who's your main? Uh, my main is Bowser, one of the DLC characters in the first pair. Oh uh, bef- God! But far as like yeah. my favorite to like play with, Donkey Kong easily. Okay, cause he's just fun. He's just a fun character. Yeah, I watched the video on how to play with Donkey Kong because I, I want to learn, but... Yeah, D, he got some shit with him. I, mean, I think, what, the last person I know or, like, the last tournament, like, before, like, COVID and stuff hit and the niggas had to stay home, I think Donkey Kong placed like, somebody placed eighth overall in a tournament with him, so he, he's fun and he, he he's good if you know how to use him. So. But, yeah, easily... Yep. That's I how I feel about Little Mac, who is my main. <laughs> Listen, people have been in to tournaments and played high with Little Mac. They ain't won the whole damn thing, but they play high with him, so it's just you, you get him off the side of the stage and that's that's curtains. It's, but yeah, it's GG. But um yeah, if you can uh if you can if you can dash and smash, then you got a chance. Just just don't count on a reliable air game because uh ain't none. Right, ain't no. All right. Um moving on. Um Good Times um is apparently receiving an animated reboot um at Netflix. Uh the iconic Black Sitcom Good Times has been is getting a new animated series um at Netflix. Uh here's the log line. Good times is uh Norman Lear's first animated series following the Evans family as they navigate today's world and cont- and contemporary social issues. Red flag number one. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) How will will Florida Evans keep the family from having fun this time? (laughs) That's an animated series. (laughs) Just as the original did years ago, good times strive to remind us that with the love of our family, we can keep our heads above water. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Carl Jones... um, uh, who worked on uh, boondocks and black dynamite will serve as creator showrunner and executive producer the project is from original producer norman lear's uh, act three productions uh, steph curry's unanimous media unananimous mediums uh, are seth mcfarlane's fuzzy door and sony pictures tv producers include lear and brent miller from act three um, he said quote we can't think of anything better at this time in our culture than a reimagining of good times animated in a year filled with darkness this is one of the bright light this is one bright light we won't soon forget thank you sony and thank you netflix bless us all said leah and miller uh I ain't know. nothing better you can think of I, right <laughs> like this is number one this is the top of the list Everything else you thought of was like, ooh, is that number two or number three? Because it's clearly not number one. Uh, where do we slot this? <laughs> I mean, yeah, nigga, was this was this the lightning round in in Family Feud, nigga? You had to this, this what at really? Right, like I ain't trying to shit on y'all' excitement, but uh, did you not watch the original? Because Good Times was a you don't want to talk about darkness in the current culture. Good time was nothing but darkness. <laughs> like, it was a, a depressing ass show. Yeah, like it was, I mean the, the the irony of it being titled good times when all they had was bad times, like, so I, mm, I mean I girl, I guess, like, I like you said like, if this was your number one you can't think of anything better I would hate to see what the hell else ideas you had, but hey yeah i I have no interest yeah keep keep all our steel funky ass ideas away from me (laughs) right bad times bad times ahead indeed um i mean hey but listen they gonna do it i mean i can't stop it i personally don't have an interest in it um it's safe to say that bianca ain't finna watch this shit (laughs) either uh but hey it might took somebody else fancy it might took one of our listeners fancy so hey there you go if you want a good times animated reboot there you go it is on the way And speaking of bad times, um a bad time for the um rapping couple, um Quavo and Swahiti. Uh they broke up last week, um, which had all of straight Twitter in a tweet in a tizzy. Um listen, I (laughs) listen, listen, yes, I am heterosexual, sis uh heterosexual. But straight Twitter is the ghetto, and I don't be trying to participate in the shit y'all be talking about. Y'all be just be arguing about dates that y'all ain't going on and who pay, who's splitting the rent and who not splitting. The, it's just it's just a lot with y'all. And I don't I don't be caring about none of that shit. Wait, is this the part of the show where we talk about Derek Jackson, Deshaun Watson, or Dwayne Wade? Cause <laughs> <laughs> damn. Cause cause straight Twitter been in their worst bag over them three topics lately. <laughs> Well, damn. Um, we're going to move. We oh, This is going to be brief, and then we're going to move on. But, um, but yeah, Qua- Quavo did his um, best. Uh, <laughs> Quavo did his best, you know, you ain't the woman I thought you was, a.k.a. I thought you was just going to let me cheat in peace. And <laughs> and yeah, Quavo had the Bryson Tiller turned up. Damn. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And Swahili was just like, I mean, uh, you cheated. I left. I ain't got shit to say. Um. Apparently, though, it caused a bit of family feud because Quavo's sister got on, um, got on the social media's Instagram in particular and started uh, dogging Swahili out, trying to defend her brother. Which never, never, never defend your ain't shit, bro. Never. Why did you? Why did you do that? Because, niggas. Um, yeah. And and because, you know, family members, uh, off, you know, women, women will join in misogyny with men. So, you know, TDR. T- but yeah, she got on Instagram saying su- Swahili is not so sweet. And it's just like, I mean, but did your brother cheat though? <laughs> because if the answer is yes, then. What are we talking about here? <laughs> like, listen, let let Saweetie enjoy her roast beef and starburst sandwiches in peace, all right? Uh, pff, you know that you, <laughs> you know. Listen, beautiful woman, beautiful gowns, artistry, mm, not so much sometimes. But one thing about that about her, she has the diet of. <laughs> She has the diet of an eighteen-year-old boy. Uh, nah, she got the diet of somebody who's just be guessing that what food's supposed to taste like just based on the color it is, <laughs> right? Let, let my good sis, let my good sis put that ketchup on her Snickers in peace, okay? Yeah, yeah. Um. anyway, that's um because <clears throat> I'm not wanting to stop nobody. I'm not one to stop nobody we putting their watermelon snacks and honey mustard. So. Hey, re- Bianca, remember when, um, remember more like, a, it, what? well, damn, autoplay. Well, damn, CBS, uh, autoplay. Damn. All right. <laughs> okay. It's still going. Right. Even after I put <laughs> <up. laughs> Damn just see, see listen CBS was like girl CBS was like fuck your show fuck your fuck your order. Yeah, but you gone. got you got you got cbs.com open? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you you really an old nigger. The, God, right. Damn. Right? Uh but anyway, as I was saying, that's enough for um uh, two rappers breaking up. Uh going to a rapper that might have broke the law, uh, rapper NBA YoungBoy. Uh, was arrested in L.A. and taken into custody by by the FBI. Um, At around 11 a.m., police attempted to stop the vehicle he was driving in through Tarzana. Uh, The vehicle didn't pull over, prompting a short pursuit, which ended with the rapper trying to flee on foot. He was arrested and taken into custody around 1 p.m. Back in September, the Baton Rouge rapper was among 16 people arrested on drug and firearm charges in Louisiana. Um... He also served 90 days in jail in 2019 after a judge handed down a temporary probation hold in a 2016 non-fatal shooting case. Prosecutors moved to dismiss his probation completely, which would have sent him to prison for 10 years following his involvement in a Miami shootout in 2019 that left the bystander dead. so Grand Theft Auto 6 releasing on PlayStation 5 and Xbox One in early 2022. Featuring rapper NBA YoungBoy, you know, just another, you know, I, you know, hate to say it like this, but I mean, you know, a thing, a thing is a thing, but typical, you know, rapper involved in way too, like nigga, nigga, your name is is NBA Shoot Boy, cause like what the fuck? How you involved in so many goddamn shootings and what? The span of what? This is, what, 20, earliest 2016, 22? Nigga, in the span of five years, you've been in more shootouts than, than playing a goddamn game of Grand Theft Auto. Like, what in the goddamn fuck? Yeah. You remember, you remember when Rockstar Games used to make uh Grand Theft Auto games fast? Mm-hmm. Remember when niggas put Grand Theft Auto 3 out? In the trailer for Vice City was basically in the works already? Mm-hmm. And then they put Vice City out in San Andreas. We knew the storyline pretty much by the time it by the time niggas finished Vice City, it was like, oh, shit. This is what they got coming next. Los Angeles, bet. Oh, man. RIP to those days. This is my yeah. way of saying I really don't give a fuck about NBA Youngboy because, one, the nigga got a weird-ass name, two. I only ever hear him caught up in some bullshit. And, C, uh, I just want him to Grand Theft Auto game. Fair enough. It's time. We are old. Fair enough. Uh, Sony, get on there. <clears throat> All right. Uh, trigger warning. Uh, trigger warning. Here we are about to talk about um, Deshaun Watson and uh, the current Yeah, can the current news about him and deals uh, with sexual assault. So, if you don't want to hear this, uh, definitely understand. Uh, I'm quite sure Bianca will put a uh, time ref- time of skipping reference in the show notes. So uh, again, trigger warning. We're about to talk about a story that involves sexual. Harassment, assault, and uh, rape. So, that was your warning. And uh, let's talk about uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson. Um, Last week, um, it was reported that Deshaun Watson was facing a lawsuit for a sexual um, sexual assault allegations from a therapist in Houston. Um, Since that time, um, he is now facing up to fourteen um, lawsuits, uh, sexual misconduct lawsuits, um, as of um, today of this recording, um, a lawyer in Texas has filed 14 separate civil, civil lawsuits that are alleging sexual misconduct against Houston Texans quarterback, Deshaun Watson. The lawsuits were filed by, filed by Houston attorney, Tony Busby, who had, who has entered them into court on behalf of multiple clients clients, all claiming that Watson committed at least one sexual act of misconduct or assault against them. The suits are all similar in nature. In each case, Watson is accused of acting inappropriately after hiring a, a female to give him a private massage. The latest lawsuit filed Monday night refers to Watson as a serial predator and includes allegation that he sexually assaulted a massage therapist in California. Um, after Watson was hit, was hit with his third lawsuit, which came on March 18th. The NFL confirmed to CBS Sports that the league has opened an investigation against the quarterback, the Texans quarterback, to see if he violated the NFL's personal policy conduct, uh, conduct policy. Sorry, um, Watson's lawyer responded, but we ain't gonna read that shit. Um, Cause I mean, come on, we all know what they all say when people. When uh, famous people, especially men, get accused of assault, they, we lawyers, all come out and say they that same shit. So we don't need to read all that shit. Um, and CBS has all the lawsuits um, listed here. Um, I'm not going to read them um, because, honestly, it's a lot to get through. But but what I real will read is, um, oh, I'm sorry, that what I will read is the response from the Texans. Um, the Texans respond, uh, found out about the first lawsuit on March 16th, and out of the, after the allegations came out, the team quickly released a statement, quote, we Became aware of a civil suit involving Deshaun Watson through a social media post on Tuesday night, the team said. This is the first time we heard of the matter and we hope to learn more soon. We take accusations of of this nature that involve anyone within the Texans organization very seriously. We will await further information before making any additional statements on this incident. Um, Which, again, is something that, I mean, they had to say. I mean, they couldn't just say nothing. Um, And that was the boilerplate, like, we going we going to treat this like it's something but we are going to treat it like it's something so yeah we going we going to find out what the deal is um here's here's a couple things i picked up just by listening to other like sports media basically and reading other sports media uh the first thing is that <laughs> the lawyer who filed all of these suits apparently fucking hates the Houston, Texas, just as a staff a label and a motherfucking crew. Mm. Which I don't. I think that's ultimately immaterial to the case itself, right? If he did the shit, he did the shit, right? Um, but yeah, it almost it it. I, I've I've seen the term ambulance chaser kind of used around this, right? Where it's like you know, one person has a credible case and. In an attempt to basically be ruinous to, again, the Texans, who he hates as a staff label in the motherfucking crew, like everybody is coming out. And I mean, when everybody's saying the same thing, you know, again, there's probably some level of truth to it. Um, it's just striking some people in the media as curious that this man, who like is publicly like not a fan of the Texans, such that like they just immediately knew that, um, took on these cases. But also, um, the way that an athlete has access to sports therapy, has access to physiotherapy, has access to uh, massage training and stuff works in a way that this dude just wasn't, right? Like you should be able to call up the, the strength and conditioning coach and be like, yo, um, who you got that does... Um, deep tissue or who you got that does Swedish style who you got that does trigger point or who you got that does hot stone and that that sports therapist on a team who is paid to like either do that work or find people who can um, is supposed to just kind of give it to you straight off and mm-hmm. apparently what he was doing was he was just finding people off of Instagram which again very peculiar so right <laughs> I got a feeling that again, if he was so willing to go around the convention of, hey, let me just let me just sit up the sports uh, the sports trainer doc to figure out what's up, or a sports trainer doc, right? He could have used his connections back at Clemson. Um, you know, these people in this league talk, right? Like I know a strength and conditioning coach in the NFL, so like these folks, they talk, right? And they're not that hard to get a hold of, so. I know he's got his whole thing where, like, you know, he feel like the Texas misused him. He don't want to really be there no more. Um, and that's all well and good and within his rights. But damn, dude, don't. Why are you looking for massages on Instagram? Like, I don't that that's going to make people think it's not the massage you're looking for, but that it's the happy ending you're looking for, which based on what they keep saying right way, he got the towel around his waist or he got the um, the robe on or whatever and he keeps incidentally brushing people um mm. you know with his love below it's just like come on dog you're being weird like stop doing that at the at, at minimum you being weird at maximum you are being well predator. You be a, yeah you're being a predator so yeah so we'll keep an eye on this story um obviously as more information comes out of the headlines the news lines hopefully cuz you know sometimes these things you know come and go um which is also another problem in itself but you know if he did this shit um shame on you obviously um if he didn't then you know I mean let the truth let the truth bear that out in, in time right but also let this not be a biased ass um, conduction of you know information gathering trial verdict issue and whatever um, and I'm including again and I'm including a prosecutor who again has a very like I don't like the Houston Texas um, in his you know known about him sort of character profile indeed, um all right so into some um some positivity um um for a long time on the internet um motherfuckers have had a lot to say about uh zaya wade Way wade and gabrielle union Wade's daughter um who we all know came out as transgender some time ago and motherfuckers have Excuse me. Motherfuckers have been stupid than a motherfucker on Al Gore's internet about it. Uh, well, about her, um, and about her, um, her coming out and uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle being so supportive, um. And uh, Little Mama was the recent, most recent head-ass, uh, stupid person to say some, stu- some stupid shit about Zaya and just about uh, the LGBTQ community in general. Which is which, girl, girl, ma'am, Little Mama, ma'am. People, you of all goddamn people who people been misgendering and calling you um, Lil Bow Wow for eighty-four goddamn years now, you of all people. But anyway, if they've been calling her Little Bow Wow. They just been saying they never seen them two in the same room. Same, the same difference because <laughs> i yeah um they, they they favor in the face really i'm gonna leave it, it at that they really do um but yeah um but and Dwayne way has never responded uh about people saying anything about zaya uh, until now um during a, re- a recent episode of our, of the I Am Athlete podcast, uh, Wade proved that uh, not only is he aware about the comments of Zaya, he uh, shared an interesting message about those who would disparage his daughter. Uh, quote, he said, um, even as a 39-year-old man, it's hard for me to come out and say certain things about how I feel because of what the world might say. So I look at my child and I say, thank you for leading the way. Now let me take it from here. I am your father. I am in the public eye. You sit back. We'll take it from here. You lead the way. You gave us the confidence to say that our child, to say our child is this, and understand this is ever evolving. Who our child is today may not be who our child is in ten years. We're going down this journey with our child. Uh, Zaya started all this. We are all led by Zaya, who is thirteen years old. All of our job want, all of our job wants to see nothing but love. We don't see color, and he laughs when he says this. Um, we don't see gender, we don't see sexuality, we see love. And so and so Zaire, I give him a lot of credit. As a young, young teenage boy to be able to go to school and his friends. Oh, I'm sorry, the page jumped while I was trying to read. And I got damn madam noir, get y'all goddamn sight together. Um but anyway, way we're talking about Zaya as a young teenage boy to be able to go to school and his friends writing on on social media about his sister, about his sibling and to see and to be able to handle it the way that he's handling it. He was able to go out into the world to get these questions, these jokes and all that and to see him say, I don't care about none of that. All I care about is my sister, my sibling being happy, even if he don't understand it. At the end of the day, what I'm dealing with is... At the end of the day, what I'm dealing with people is I'm dealing with life and death. It's people in the transgender community that are being killed. It's kids who are murdering themselves. They're hanging themselves. They're killing themselves because something as simple as acceptance, something as simple as unconditional love is not being given to those kids. And I'll be goddamned if my child is going to be that person for something as simple as supporting uh, who you are. Um, And he continues. Uh, All of this is what Dwayne Wade is saying. So, Boosie, all of the people who got something to say, Jay Boo, who just came out recently, all the people who got something to say about my kids, I thank you because you're allowing the conversation to keep going forward. Because you know what, you might not have the answer today. I don't have all the answers, but we're growing off on these conversations. So I thank everybody for even hating and starting these those conversations because those are conversations that are starting other conversations that we need to have, and it's happening out there. Um, and, matter if you want to see the, whole, the full video and the full, um, I'm assuming the full podcast, um, Madame Noir, which is the article that I'm reading from, uh, has it on their website. So that's what Dwayne Wade had to say about all the hate um, and ignorance towards his daughter, Zia Wade. Hmm. Do not like the bit about um, thanking people who are being. Trans negative, right? Because you niggas hate being called transphobes. Because oh, I don't, I don't. I'm not afraid of trans people. I just don't think they should have rights to exist, or go to school with my kids, or play sports, or work, or be able to access the health care they need, or any of it. But I don't hate them though. It just, I just don't think they deserve anything. So let's call it trans negative, right? Um, to assuage them niggas. Um, yeah, and I don't like it because Zaya should by birthright, not be the fucking punching bag for these niggas to get their sloppy ass takes off. And it would be one thing if what was happening was, like in those spaces, but those people he named, right? Boosie and uh, that other irrelevant nigga and uh, the other people he kind of put fingers up for, or whatever. Um, no, if they're talking shit about your kid, nigga, you need to be like, don't get your door knocked on. Yeah, like I've oh, go ahead. I mean because I'll be honest. And when they having these discussions, they not they're not trying to have a it's not a give and take situation. It's not a oh I thought this, but somebody brought these things to my attention and I feel different. That's not what's happening. And he knows that's not what's happening. What these people are doing is they're just looking to you know, spin cycle their hatred and their misinformation and their disdain and their dislike and their negative attitudes towards trans people. And I know that because I've been in the spaces where I come in as a trans person and I say, hey, you know, a lot of the things that y'all are feeling, um, you know, we, we took some we took some weird roads to get there. Let's get it back to the middle. And then they're like, no, 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 this is, this is the truth about trans people, da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, you telling me, a trans person, what the truth about me is? Yeah, because, you know, it's only two genders and all the other dumb shit they say, right? And there, there is no exchange of information. There is no betterment of individuality. There is no enlightenment or, oh, shit, maybe I should, you know, I don't understand trans. Maybe I should at least just stop being so mean and so hurtful toward them. None of that is happening. What is happening is people are deciding that they know us better than we know us, and that they need to determine our lives more than we need to determine our lives, and it's fucked up. So no, don't don't take the hands off approach to that shit. Tell motherfuckers, look, if you're trying to discuss this inf- this this topic and you don't got the facts, you need to come and talk to somebody who do, because or shut the fuck up. You, Preferably that. But if you want to have the conversation that badly, if you can't get trans people off your mind to that extent, at least have a trans person in the room to at least guide y'all and clear up some things. Because a lot of people got misperceptions and uh, misguided ideas and misinformation. And they're taking that and running with it as fact because nobody's checking them on it. And nobody's saying, you know, oh, we shouldn't talk about people like that in that way. We shouldn't talk about. You know what rights people do and don't deserve based on who they are as individuals, but that's that's what's happening. people are saying all manner of fucked up shit that doesn't really serve in service of anything so uh, I, I needed I needed him to be a little more aggressive in that moment yeah i I agree like I didn't. <laughs> Like when I first saw the story, I was having hope. And by the end of the article, I I get I get what he was trying to do, which is kind of take a for lack of a better word, like kind of Christian, like kind of like Michelle Obama, like when we go, when they go low, we go high type shit. That's what he was going for. But for all the reasons that you just said, it just don't hit. Like, Bruh, th- this is, these are people talking about your child. like, And that's before you even get to Zaya being, being trans. This is your child. I don't know. Listen, I don't have kids. Don't know if I'm going to have them eventually. But I know if Am somebody <laughs> had anything to say about me growing up, my dad was knocking on some fucking doors. You know, social media, all the fuck all that. My like you, I'm from the school of you talk about my child, we got a situation. That's why I'm the school. I'm from the school of that. So, like that's that's number one. Then you get to Zaya being trans, and and what these like you say, what these people are saying, they're not have, trying to have a conversation, they're just being transphobic and ignorant. So, like it's but i i, I it, these are his feelings and this is what he's saying and i like I, okay fine but this is i agree with you he sh- he should have been more aggressive like like sir uh, d- listen Zayel is Zaire is the one he the one you say something about Zayel if you want to Zayel put it up on doors and he and he a teenager so like no nah, fuck that Fuck like that. Like, we do not have time for motherfuckers to be, oh, this is just my opinion. You know, I'm just trying to have a conversation. No the hell, you're not. Because if you would, you would at least do your Googles before you had something stupid to say, or you could just shut the fuck up. All right. Do y'all want... I mean, we, we complained from here till the end of goddamn time about... Um, white people and how they insert themselves into spaces for shit that is Black relevant, right? Um, I saw a post recently excuse me, about the music directors on various TV shows and movies and whatnot and the issue with, you know, music directors is one really more of access in terms of getting music cleared by the you know, the license holders and whatnot and how much they actually put on the on actual choice of music, it can vary from uh, MD to MD, show to show. But you still, you see something like that and it takes you by surprise. Or you see a Kathy Iandoli talking about how Aretha never wrote a song in her life and you like, yo, shut the fuck up, white lady. Why is you talking about Aretha like this after she died, you fucking worm? Right. Um, also, you are white. Right. And then, you know, all, there's countless examples of this. And that shit never feels good. Even, even in cases where these white people only hold the title and don't really interact with the shit too much and leave it to other people to actually fucking carry out the work, which is, you know, that, that's an issue of imbalance, of power imbalance and of, you know, authority imbalance. But at least they know to clear the fuck out and let us do the goddamn work on our own behalf. But when it comes to trans folks, niggas get a little too comfortable. A lot. They get a little too comfortable. And it's like, why do you want to have this conversation so badly with none of us there? Because we can be found. Yep. Yep. And we can be had in your clubhouse rooms and in your Twitter threads and then everywhere else where you're having these discussions in your Instagram lives, and you can you can ask questions and you cannot know stuff. But the problem with not knowing stuff is we correct y'all and then y'all act like we fucking insulted you by correcting you. And it's like, no, just this is who this person is, and this is how you this is how you refer to them when they're not in the room. Oh, dude, y'all just stay beating us up about. Getting it wrong. I mean, we're trying. We're not perfect. We ain't nobody tell you to be perfect. We just said to be better, right? And Enough. there's a, okay. there's a difference between being perfect, which I mean, I don't ask nobody to do that for nothing, and just being better, which I ask people to do all the time. Just be better about your shit, you know. I don't I don't think people are gonna. I I, pro, I approach people like this. Like, if I need you to know something about me, I need to start from where you are. Not from where I am, but I need to start from where you are, right? Do you know what it means to be trans? Do you know um, the difference between a trans woman and a trans man? Do you know the difference, you know, do you know what it means to be non-binary? Like there's all of these different ways when you can approach this, right? And you can start with the one-on-one shit and be like, okay, do you understand this? Okay, cool. This is how this applies to this person. It's how this applies to this person. It's how it used to apply to this person and now this applies better, right? And you can start doing that kind of stuff, but these garbage-ass, bad-faith actors have absolutely no interest in the learning of it. They come to it acting like they know everything, and also acting like everything they know is all the reason in the world to be negative to all people. That's what I'm asking people to stop doing. Well said. Uh, But yeah, I... Just listen. Sh- shutting the fuck up is free. Shutting the fuck up is one hundred percent free. Um, and final story before we take a break and uh, go wrap the show up with fashions. Um, speaking of bad faith, uh, last week and honestly, as of recently tonight, as we're recording this, um, Black Lives Matter. Uh, has lost a lot of uh, good faith with a lot of people, as uh, Shamira Rice uh, has spoken out, and many other and other mothers um, who have lost who have lost their loved ones to police uh, brutality. Um, you know, you really hate to say this, but I mean, at this point, it kind of you know. I mean, uh, you know how we do on this show; we call a thing a thing. A lot of these niggas looking like scammers. Um, as I'm reading from theroot.com, um, over the last year, Tamika Myra and her group have been a notable presence leading protests meetings, and other public uh, actions to cause for justice in the case of Breonna Taylor. Um, last March, as evidenced by her visibility, uh, Mallory was even mentioned in Beyonce's Grammy winning, award-winning song Black Parade. Uh, at the Grammys this uh, weekend, Mallory de- delivered a speech and impassioned message on stage during a police brutality thing performance by a rapper, Lil Baby, which we talked about last week. Um, in the aftermath of the performance of Shamir Rice, whose 12-year-old son we all know was Shamir Rice was killed in 2014, uh, went to Facebook to... Um, uh, Put uh to Bass who she describes as a Klaus Chaser and part of BLM. Um uh, as we uh, as we also covered uh last week. Um uh Myri, who's um until Freedom Group gone criticism last year for hosting a quote unquote uh Con, um to bring attention to the case of the young woman. Um has not answered uh, questions about the comments um from uh, Mr. uh Mrs Miss Rice's um Mrs Miss Rice's rant. Bashan King um uh, a very visible online personality who has spoken out about police brutality and faced many allegations. A fuck the- nigga, stop reading all that bullshit. A fuck ass <laughs> fuck nigga. <laughs> who ain't bullshit, who ain't who ain't shit, who ain't going to be shit.com. There we go. I, that cleared that up for everybody. Please continue. Thank you, Bianca. <laughs> <sighs> he jumped. You, on you read. You reading off this nigga fake ass credentials and shit. Ah, uh-uh, get to the point. That nigga <laughs> scammer. Let's go. <laughs> Lost the damn place where I was reading. Um, but yeah, Sean King jumped on Facebook Tuesday to share a lengthy post that appeared to be aimed at defending Maori. Um, he it was. Um, I'm not gonna read all this shit because honestly, I don't want to read what that nigga said because that nigga first of all first of all, that cracker, excuse me, that cracker. Um basically to paraphrase, basically Scam King um basically started to basically said, Hey, Shamira Rice is angry. Uh, is angry at the world, rightfully so. It is our job to help her get back to a place of these other black mothers who have lost their children to police brutality. We don't need her to be... We need to guide her so she's not angry at the wrong people, basically, which is some of the most condescending paternalistic shit I have ever fucking read. Um, He needs to be stomped out for that alone. Um, But since then... uh, Since then... um, Ms. Rice has issued a joint statement with Lisa Simpson, the mother of 18-year-old Richard Rizer, who was shot dead by LAPD officers in 2006. Quote, we don't want or need y'all parading in the streets, accumulating donations, platforms, movie deals, etc. off the death of our loved ones while the families and the communities are left broken. Uh, Reached a statement which specifically calls out Maori, King, Crump, Merritt, Malenia, Abdullah, and BLMGN's uh, Patrice Patrice colors The two mothers added a list of demands, including that Black Lives Matter LA and all who have exploited Tamir Rice provide them with that financial assistance. Simpson says she and her children are facing homelessness while Rice is seeking funds for the Tamir Rice Foundation. Um, and that's what's to date right now. I want to say a couple of damn things. One, I forget which one of these ladies it was. I think it might have been Millennia. As a matter of fact, I think it was Millennia. That lady had the fucking audacity, the gall, the fucking temerity, to say that Shamira and Lisa Simpson, as well as others that have called out BLM and um, "Until Freedom," etc. She had the nerve to compare herself and Crump and all these other people to Fred Hampton and called these mothers, Shamira and Lisa and all the others, she called them Judas. I want to say that again so that sinks into people. People who are part of an organization that is sitting on $90 million at this point, while the women and families of the peop- of the slain ones that they have lost, and that these organizations and you know let's call it the thing the thing grifters and such they have gained notoriety, they have gained celebrity status, they have gained access, they have gained wealth. Again, BLM is sitting on ninety million fucking dollars. They had the audacity to call these women, to call these families, the Judas, and to align themselves as the Fred Hamptons, while in the same breath as defending Sean fucking King. Very, very terrible strategy. Do not advise. When I tell you the level of... That is a next level of narcissism. Like, I don't... I... I didn't even think a level of narcissism like that was even possible, and I sat through four years of Mm. (laughs) Trump. Like... <laughs> to, to to call yourself Fred Hampton and the mothers of the the grieving mothers of the love, of the people that you got your notoriety for protesting, calling them the Judass D- what <laughs> huh like and again, this is and we talked about this last time we were talking about when Shamir first spoke out. This has been something that people have been calling out about the national, let me be clear on that, the national BLM org, people have been calling them out, people have been calling others out, you know, some, you know, people, you know, may necessarily like, and, but hey, I mean, the thing is the thing, people have been calling out certain um, people from Ferguson who became, you know, celebrity activists and stuff like, This has been ongoing for a long time, where it's like the national level seems to be a big-ass grift. Because first of all, the fact that the national level of BLM and the local levels of BLM blm don't even be having no fucking communication like i've seen just within the past year alone i've seen so many local blm organizations one's here in atlanta one's in louisiana one's in houston shit some in dc i've seen so many of them saying yeah we here locally kind of do the best we can on our own and the national or don't even talk to us or send us shit Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of that. And I think the number one thing, right, is once, once the money gets to as big a number as they've gotten to, and you still don't have answers to the question, well, where did it go and how did it get there? That's when you run into the trouble. Raising the money ain't the issue. Going out and protesting ain't the issue. Getting answers for people ain't the issue. Trying your best and fucking up ain't even really the issue. It's, yo, people believed in this mission so much that they gave an eight-figure amount of money to this cause, and what went to the families? Five figures, five figures, and five figures. Now, you might say, oh, well, uh, if uh, there. I, think, I think the numbers was like 60, 40, and 55 or something like that, but um yeah, I don't I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's like, come on, like that's a rounding error when you talk about raising eight figures. What was it 80 million 90 million was the was the reported number that they raised? 90 million Yeah, like you need to be breaking these families off regularly, right not one time payments you know that needs to be yo what do you what do you need for the next three years, five years? You know, the is open. If you don't feel comfortable asking, like right now, that's okay. When you need something, you just come to us. because um, that's the other thing. You don't want to get into, oh, we know what's best for you, so we're just gonna give you three thousand a month or whatever. Like, no, let people ask for what they need, but also give them what they need. And don't don't make it gatekeepy and fucking burdensome to access. You know, whether it's access to an individual, access to a person who's at you know, control of the money, whatever. But all too often, what winds up happening is, well, exactly that, right? It gets gatekeeping. The person who has access to the money don't be wanting to give it out. You'd be wanting to pad these other interests instead. And now you got a bunch of motherfuckers looking goofy in the name of telling a grieving mother who lost her 12-year-old son uh, within three seconds of a police car pulling up and issuing a command, that she's an op. And that's real weird behavior to me. I don't see. I don't see how you do that at day and feel good about yourself when you lay your head down at night. There's just no way. Right? I think we all take inventory on our day when we get to the end of it. There's no fucking way that you got to the end of that shit and was like, "Yeah, I'm good with what I chose to do today." Right, I'm. I'm good. I'm good with telling the grieving mother to fuck off, like that's because that's basically what they did. Yeah, yeah. And like the strategy of, I also don't like the strategy they're doing now, where now they are pitting, they're basically pitting fam, different family members, uh, families against each other, because now they are saying that the um, the the mother, the parents of uh, Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, are you know siding, you know, I'm using that in quotations um, with, you know, Tamika Maori uh, and Crump and Sean King and stuff. And I don't like this pitting of two families against each other. When the fucking Roland Martin, right before we recorded, um, basically did a sit down, a Zoom um, with with um, some of the mothers and uh, on the opposite side of the spectrum, basically saying, so... Being like, okay, Shamir said what she said, she has her points, but what about these other families that are saying that BLM did them the good? So we just supposed to throw that away. First of all, that is so very gross that you even asking that. But number one, nigga, if all of us don't eat, that is a problem. And clearly, clearly, BLM is very selective and has been and has been very selective in who they choose to help. And that's me being kind. Because what I really want to say is not that kind. Mm. So that's a fucking problem. And fuck it, I'm just going to say it. It is very, very... is disgusting to me that BLM has spent, on a national level, again, on a national level, has spent so much time and money, and resources, um, investing in politics, and politicians, and certain people's camps, and, and parties, and pockets, and stuff. Meanwhile, the local chapters of your organization can get any, can get much, if any, funds from you to actually help the people and also that some uh, of these families that you are, let's call it, think a thing, profiting off their loved one's death, you de- um, deaths, you can't even help. That is disgusting as fuck to me. Yeah, it's... They say follow the money, right? And yeah, it's just a shame that that's where it's going when families in need and mutual aid are much bigger and much more immediate concerns. Absolutely. So I just want to say that I feel that Shamira and Lisa and so many other families, I feel that they are well within their right to tell their truth. Um, I am very saddened that it, um, that BLM and so many other people, I mean, obviously we know of Deshaun King, right? But it is very disheartening to learn this about, you know, the likes of Ben Crump, you know, the likes of, you know, Until Freedom. It's just like, the more information comes out, let's call thing a thing, they definitely look like what Shamira said, they look like grifters, they look like clout chasers. Again, that's how they look. Is Was that their complete intent? maybe not maybe maybe not probably not but when you move in a way when you choose to move in a way that makes you look grimy you can't be surprised when people say you look like you got slime on your face so we are gonna pause it there we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and wrap up with some hbcu fashions yes indeedy hey this is Bree of mama meets world Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black Motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. Thank you for supporting the Flawless Noises Media Network. You can visit FlawlessNoises.com for more information on our other wonderful shows. You can also connect with us on social media. Search for at FlawlessNoises on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Go to FlawlessNoises.com store if you're interested in purchasing some merchandise. And if you really love us and would like some bonus content, subscribe to our Patreon. With 5 and $10 subscription levels, you're bound to hear something you like. Go to Patreon.com FlawlessNoises for more details. We thank you for taking the time to listen to our shows and supporting your favorite hosts. Please feel free to share with your friends, family, co-workers, and more. Flawless Noises Media Network, get to know our sound. And now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Color green, color green, color green, and we're back to so wrap up the show with some HBCU fashions. Um, Let's see what type of trash these HBCUs have been on. Um, hmm. Let's start here. <laughs> Excuse me. this guy I've been seeing keeps getting ugly tattoos the last one he got was for a dead relative and it looks hideous in all caps looks like a child did it should I say something? Southern (laughs) (laughs) this would be in Baton Rouge too (laughs) damn oh shit See, uh, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't get tattoos, so you know they they tell you, you can't talk about nothing that you don't actually do. Uh, but I disagree with that statement right now. Um, I think that if these tattoos are enough for you to write an HBCU fashion about, they might be enough for you to break up with this person over. Um, so at minimum, you need to assess your spot in this relationship. Yeah, I like, cause like. <laughs> Like, I'm assuming that this is someone that you have been dating for a while, so I'm pretty sure that you know the family member, they got a tattoo of, uh, that past that they have a tattoo of, or at least you've seen a picture. And if the tattoo is, I, I'm going to be real with you. If I pass and you commemorate my memory with a tattoo and it make me look ugly, I'll come and haunt your ass. I ain't even going to hold you. <laughs> like, bitch. <laughs> Like, remember me as a bad bitch, not a sad bitch. Don't you get no damn ugly tattoo of me. I come back and haunt your ass. So I, because I mean, because if you say something, you're going to look like an asshole. But if you don't, then you letting your boyfriend walk around with this ugly ass tattoo, disrespecting their dead relative. So it's kind of like you really can't win. And I agree with Bianca. You got to make a decision of whether you want to go around with that in a turmoil. Yeah, you got you gotta yeah, you gotta assess everything. And I don't think you end the relationship because your tattoos are ugly, but you need to start at least eyeballing the other shit they doing. Yeah, because if they willingly get an ugly tattoo of their dead relative, but who knows what else kind of shit they be doing? I'm just saying. <laughs> Next one, I went out with a dude from an app. I thought he was fine and chill on Facetime. We made a person and he's buzzed, possibly high, but the last straw was when he s- sucked on his fingers when he ate as if napkins don't exist. I feel like I caught the corona just at just looking at him. Howard. <laughs> 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 oh bad. Y'all who shit. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Um I feel I mean, so bad for straight women. <laughs> um, I mean, first... I Okay, I'm going to just say this. I feel like you can't really judge him too, too much. And the only reason I say this is because you went on a date in a pandemic. I mean... Am I wrong? I'm. i Listen. I know the vac. Listen, the vaci is out there. I'm gonna get mine soon. Like I get it. But even getting the vaci, we still should be social distancing, and we still should be wearing a mask. So I'm not saying that you're wrong for thinking that this nigga is, you know, at the very least. Um, not well-mannered for sucking his fingers. Because like you say, napkins and paper towels, whatever you have at this restaurant are right there. But what I am also saying is, I don't think you have room to judge him too, too much because you too went out on a date in a goddamn pandemic. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but it seems like that's the only thing she did wrong. Like, <laughs> that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> they, 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 they leveled the field on that one, and not only, but people are people are doing that in the pandemic, right? Like, I, I would hope that they are taking appropriate precautions and not doing dumb shit like playing the field, obviously. But, but people are, you know, lonely, and people are available. And to that extent, I try not to hold too much priority with damn in a Panasonic. Because, you know, we one thing we all got in common is we all going through it, right? And that's fair. Different people got their different thresholds, right? What they're willing to deal with. Like I said, as long as neither of these individuals is out here playing a field of being ridiculous, um, if they met, you know, they swiped right on you know, hinge or whatever, and was like, yo, let's, let's get this popping, but keep in mind, like, it's, it's mess up until we eating, drinking or smoking. Um, and even then, be mindful of your space and your shit when we, when we're doing that. Then, I don't know. But yeah, it seemed like she um, ran into a complete dud on this one. And so that, my sister, I just say, I'm sorry. And I, I wish for better for you. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's see what else y'all have in the fashions. Um, hmm. All right. Ah, uh, ooh, mm. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> this one isn't from the HBCU Fashions page, but they retweeted it. Um, it's from ACS Confessions. And I don't know what that is, but let's let's ride with it. Yeah, because honestly, the HBCU Fashions they sales were like the the ones I read was probably the best they the best they have for this week. But they retweeted some shit that got me raising my eyebrows. So okay. <laughs> Last year, I catfished my Nigerian father, pretending to be a 27 year old woman. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he ended up sending me a handful of news, freaky messages, and um, 2,690 in total. Should I tell my mom or keep it going till I graduate? Wolverton Hampton University. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Everything about this is hysterical. You catfished your own daddy to get money for you for your college tuition. You could have just asked your daddy for money for college tuition. But she didn't. She catfished that nigga. And that's hilarious. That's the kind of content we need on this hit show. I mean... Um, <laughs> I ain't mad at it. Hustle hard, baby. Um, I, you know, dude, you got to do to get yours. D- d- yes, but also, like, yo, daddy ended up sending you news. Like, girl, you, the money that he sent you, half of that, you're going to need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta make the news vanish. <laughs> like, them, them shit's got to go, and you got to have a long talk with mom about the kind of pictures dad is taking. But, right. um,. Hey, listen, Bianca, she got to have uh, the Neuralizer from uh, Men in Black. (laughs) Because what the hell? Yeah, that ain't nothing you need to be seeing after the age like three. (laughs) Right. And even then, that's just because you three and you barged in on the motherfucking uh, on the bathroom while your daddy was taking a shower and you ain't know no better. Exactly. Oof. Jesus. But yes, yeah, so also sorry for the scars. But I mean, hey, get your bread, I guess. Uh, I wish you well with the inevitable therapy. Right, because you're going to need it. Um, again, I mean, if you got to scam your data to get coins. What first of all, what kind of well, I mean he you said Nigerian, so never mind. Answer my own question. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, answer my own question. But yeah, I mean get your hustle on. I just yeah, you gonna need I hope you listen, you in school. I hope whatever degree your field you in gonna make you a lot of money. Cause again, you're gonna need some of that money for therapy because you're gonna need it. Uh oof, Jesus. mm mm-mm mm 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 mm-mm. Jesus. All right, next one. This is back on the HBCU HBCU fashions. Is it okay to date this girl, even though I already tried to mess with her friend? We only text for like a week, and both agreed we didn't want to continue. But I don't understand girl code. NCAT. Uh, I don't have a good answer for this. Hmm. I don't have a good answer for this. Uh, it's it's, it's, it's going to be a... Uh, <laughs> I will say only do this if you don't care about um, possibly ending up on a Twitter flyout story. If you don't care about someone, if you don't care about someone being like, he was in my DMs too, then, if you don't care about that stuff, then do it. If not, don't do it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't. I don't have a good answer. I don't even want to give my speculative answers because none of them are good, and I don't need y'all judging me from behind the podcast wall. So uh, <laughs> we got another one. No, I think that's it for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming at the fact you said none of your answers gonna be good. Okay, well, should I try? Should I try? Um, See, because on one hand, how long has it been, right? You said y'all only talked for a week and y'all both realized it wasn't going to shake how how neither y'all wanted it to shake. Right. But then it's like, what are the odds that your friend talked about you with this person that you was, you know, yeah. Briefly, seen, there, there's there's a lot of moving parts. this has potential to wind up uh, pretty bad, to put it bluntly. Yeah, um, and, and I don't want that for you. Do you want to risk that? Yeah, and I don't want that for you. So, just like I don't want these anyway. um, That was the last fish, I think that's a I think that's a good way to, to to wrap it up tonight. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't really say anything while halfway giving my answer because that could have went left. That that could have got ugly. I agree. <laughs> so I think it's a good I think I think it's a good call we end up in in here. So that has been Crown of College for this week. We hope you enjoy it. We thank you for again supporting us supporting the entire network um again don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about the show word of mouth is still the best way to get not only news about this show out but the whole the network as a whole um be on the lookout me i know we are you know overdue but listen life been life and um look be on the lookout for bring it back for me and bianca coming very soon um again uh be safe be well treat yourself well don't let people play in your face um and that's all i got bianca you got anything i think that's a good way to wrap up actually i'm gonna go ahead and just take it there um thank y'all for listening thank y'all for y'all's continued support if you are new to the show thank you for your new support and stream cutty grandson all right we out. bye